social media is destroying the mainstream media's narrative. This and more on the Manitoba Freethinker Podcast. Welcome back to another show, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're having a wonderful day as always. Real fast, I want to give a quick shout out to all the Manitobans who shared my last episode on Facebook and Twitter and just word of mouth. Much love. I truly appreciate it. Thank you so much. It really does help. So thank you, Manitoba. Quick question though, do you feel it in the air? And I don't know how else to explain it, but like, do you feel optimism or happiness or just pride I don't know but it reminds me of Winnipeg when uh, we were having the whiteouts during the Winnipeg Jets playoff runs and everyone was just more happy and in a good mood and more patriotic I could tell you I feel it after Maxine Bernier's Mad Max tour part two uh you know the PBC numbers are growing and I feel like he is just giving Manitobans and Canadians as a whole uh some hope something that we really need There's actually a party out there fighting for Canadians and fighting for our rights and freedoms, something so easily taken for granted with the other parties, and this has been demonstrated on the federal level with Justin Trudeau and the Liberals, and on the provincial level with Brian Pallister and the PC party. So I think, uh, like I said, the PPC party is giving uh, Manitobans hope and something to look forward to. But either way, Manitoba, let me know in the comments below, uh, do you guys feel it? Do you feel a change coming? And and I mean a positive change, hopefully. But either way, Manitoba, let me know in the comments below. All right, Manitoba. Like I said, Maxime Bernier and the PPC party completed their Manitoba tour on Monday as the debates continued on the federal level without him. They were able to exclude him based on some poll they conducted to show that he doesn't have enough support nationally, which seems to be flawed, seems to clearly be flawed. Everywhere this man goes throughout the country, he is welcomed with massive crowds, and more importantly, with love and support. This man is loved and supported everywhere he goes throughout uh, Manitoba and Canada as a whole. Meanwhile, everywhere Trudeau goes, he gets heckled, And he gets cursed at, and he gets uh, speaking engagements constantly cancelled due to the hate that the people have for him. And even Justin Trudeau's latest speaking engagement, as he was getting on the bus leaving, someone actually threw gravel at him. I mean, the people hate this man. And on top of it, the Green Party is up there on the debate stage, but not the PPC. Like, fuck off, man. It takes a two-second search on social media to see that the turnouts and the support the PPC getting is, is, is huge. You know, the talking point of splitting the vote is a thing of the past. PPC voters seem to have uh, their mind made up. This is a one-issue election, and that issue is freedom, and that is it. Maxime Bernier is clearly the only option. The Liberals and the NDP are one and the same, and flip-flop Aaron O'Toole is chasing the far-left votes again in typical PC fashion. That's exactly what Pallister kept doing to his detriment. He gave up on his conservative values and betrayed his voter base, and he ended up making everyone in Manitoba hate him, you know, forcing him to leave office two years early. 
O'Toole and the federal PCs are no different. They are doing the exact same thing. They are chasing the left votes and they are betraying their, their, their voter base. You know, it's actually sickening to listen to all the phoned in bullshit promises all the leaders are promising to, to deliver if elected. It's, it's fucking ridiculous. And this is not just a PPC podcast. But once again, I have to point out that Bernie is the only leader with enough respect not to lie to Canadians and promise anything upon election. You know, it's, it's a breath of fresh air. So a party that actually believes in the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms and a party that has a leader that doesn't promise a bunch of BS lies conveniently during election time, yeah, they got my vote. And I'm not delusional. I don't think that they're going to win, but I will vote for the party that shares my values. I think this election is a very important message, uh, sorry, election, to send a clear message to the PC party on how they failed their constituents and on, on how they just betrayed their voter base. And I know I should never say never, but I will never vote PC again on the federal level now that there are other options. Uh, provincially, we're not so lucky. Um, here in the province of Manitoba, it's either vote PC or vote for disaster. And by that, I mean NDP or the Liberals. It would be a complete disaster if they got in power again. But on the provincial level, maybe, just maybe, the PC party isn't a complete lost cause uh, for that. Uh, or either that or the PPC infiltrated the PC party because that is the only option for Manitobans um, for the October 30 vote. But either way, Ken Lee is a leadership candidate hopeful, and um, he hasn't officially entered the race yet. He needs 1,000 members in support, and he has to pay the $25,000 entrance fee. And just so you know, if you want to become a member, it will only cost you $20 to do so. And then when a ballot is sent to you, you just have to put Ken Lee's name down in support. But some things that might interest you about Ken Lee, according to his uh, advertisement, is uh, this is the things that he stands for. No vaccine passports. Vaccination, not a job requirement. Churches and businesses are all essential. Added protection for the vulnerable. Terminate photo enforcement, which I highly support. Increase hospital ICU capacity and create provincial office for public complaints of service, bureaucracy, and other government and public disconnects. And real fast, I'll just read to you a little write-up about Ken Lee. Uh, Just give me a second, I'll pull it up. Uh, Okay, a word about Ken Lee, candidate for MBPC party leadership. During the pandemic, like all of you, I became someone who lost many freedoms. Some of the lockdown rules have never made sense. To fully understand how we are being controlled, there needs to be clarity and transparency. I plan to take a common-sense approach to the problem facing Manitobans by using and applying the facts and science as the basis for steering the ship back in the right direction, in all areas including healthcare, education, and economic recovery. I believe in freedom, which includes your right to take the vaccine and my right not to take the vaccine. I am not anti-vaccination. Kenley echoes your voice if you want to talk about common sense and conservatism. He stands for freedom. I have no governing experience. What I do have is a lifetime of involvement and values. My views these days is that PC stands for political correctness and less for progressive conservatism. Uh, Amen to that, brother. 
Ken has an extensive political background, having served as MBPC party as a volunteer, as well as serving as the chief financial officer for 12 years. He co-chaired the leadership committee with Clayton Maness, and together they wrote the rules for the one-member-one-vote system that is in place today. He worked in a financial capacity for provincial campaigns up to 2015. In 2016, he prepared the budget for the winning campaign. Recently, he was the campaign manager for a hardworking team in CN River with victories in 2016 and 2019. The bottom line is Ken knows how to win. Canadians cherish their freedoms. Many have died to preserve them. Currently, there are numerous constitutional challenges and appeals over how governments have been systematically taking away our freedoms. While most challenges are still before the courts, there is an emergent belief in Canada that the Charter of Rights and Public Health Act have been used by governments to justify the erosion of our freedoms. Ken is a chartered professional accountant with the KJL and Associates. He understands the challenges faced by small businesses as a practicing professional accountant. He has broad experience in all business issues and taxation. During the last 18 months, he has counseled many small businesses during these ongoing unnecessary lockdowns. Ken has volunteered throughout his lifetime. He has been the chair of several nonprofit organizations, including Osborne House, five years, the Refit Center, 12 years, and Pine Ridge Golf Club, 10 years, Manitoba Jockey Club, Assiniboy Downs, 15 years, and CFO of PC Party of Manitoba, 12 years, and proudly as a meal server at Winnipeg's Silo Mission. So if that is something that uh, you think you might be interested in supporting, like I said, it may cost you 20 bucks to get his name on the ballot. And then when that happens, um, yeah, vote for him if he shares your values. But either way, um, corporate media wasted no time in trying to scare the weak here in the province of Manitoba. And this is obviously stemming from Maxime Bernie's visit and the PPC rallies that were held throughout the province, putting out articles titled, quote, PPC leader Maxime Bernier returns to Manitoba toting anti-vaccine passport message, or, quote, People's Party leader Maxime Bernier attends three rallies, doesn't quarantine upon, upon entering Manitoba, or a subtitle, quote, Bernier, previously arrested for failing to self-isolate after entering Manitoba in June, defied rule again, end quote. So, and, I mean, if you actually read these articles, they are even worse than the titles. I'm not going to bore you with it, but, I mean, I love how they still want to lie about the attendance of these events. They, they really want to make it seem like only a fringe, far-right, small group of Manitobans are opposed to these lockdowns and vaccine passports. But social media is killing their narrative. It's destroying. In a two-second search, you could find out the truth. You know, in one of the CBC articles, it said there, in the write-up, it said there were a few hundred people in attendance. But if you scroll down four paragraphs in the same fucking article, they have a picture of the event, and underneath the picture, it states that there's an estimation given between 1,000 and 2,000 people are in attendance. Like, are you kidding me? Which one is it? A few hundred, a few meaning three. So they're in the write-up, they're saying 300 people attended, but the picture clearly shows um, either 1,000 to 2,000 people attending. Like, which one is it? 300 or 2,000 people? That is a big fucking difference. But that is 
our mainstream media. That is how they want to portray this. They, like I said, they want to make it, it, it seem like it's just a far fringe, small group of Manitobans. The latest scare tactic in Manitoba from our government, and this is happily being parroted by our broken mainstream media, is now they're going to be reporting cases, hospitalizations, and ICU admissions into three groups. Unvaccinated, partially vaccinated, and fully vaccinated. And they're going to be reporting these based on the regions. Like, this is just the next step in divide and conquer. They really want Manitobans out there to be divided and fighting with each other. That is the only reason why they're dividing Manitobans between unvaxxed and vaxxed. I believe this step is necessary for them to try to get Manitobans on board for what they have planned for in the future. And that's regional openings. That's having two economies, one for vaccinated and one for unvaccinated. And just take a look at Australia if you don't think that could happen in a first world democratic country. And the third thing I think that's coming And uh, this is for something for those double-dosed folks. They might want to pay attention to this. Now that they have a scale for you guys, the double-dosed, the fully vaxxed, you can now be slid down the scale to partially vaxxed once the third, fourth, and fifth shots come down the pipe. So like I said, these vaccine passports, they'll start with COVID. But, you know, who knows what else they have lined up for these passports. I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on now. And just say it sounds like a preemptive move to get social credit scores here in Canada. I know it's a leap, but having two classes of Manitobans is a slippery slope. And uh, we are going down that slippery slope here in the province. So, and this is how slimy Rusin and our government is. And everyone else who's in charge for that matter. Business owners right now in Manitoba are being told that they will be held liable if they refuse Manitobans uh, any services based on vaccination status or any other medical procedure. Okay, so business owners right now are calling the Human Rights Commission and they're being told that they are liable despite the government orders. And at the same time, the Human Rights Commission is coming out saying that vaccination status is not a human rights concern because it's a choice. Like, it is unfucking real They are purposely being deceitful. I've said it before. The government doesn't look at you like you, you like your business is essential. They don't care if you can't find, um, they don't care if you can't survive. They don't care if you can't pay for your employees. They don't care if you can't even find employees. And they won't care if your business is saddled with discrimination lawsuits because of unconstitutional orders that the government laid out. They do not care and won't care. I mean, this whole thing is a joke. That's why I have so much mad respect for the businesses that have the opportunity to open but are refusing to because they don't want to do the government segregation for them. And either they're doing that by either just not opening up or just by refusing to ask for the vaccine passport. Mad respect to those businesses that are doing that. You know, it's going around on social media. Um... What are they calling it? United Non-Compliance. And uh, yeah, I think that's, that is really the only way that this is going to actually change. If Manitobans as a whole, like, like, like Manitobans are doing, I mean, you should see these rallies. They're growing in size and they will only continue to grow. So, but like I said, United Non-Compliance seems to be the only way out of this situation. 
And Manitoba, I want to end off by saying uh, just a quick reminder that this is not incompetence, okay? Even though the people that are in charge are incompetent, this was done on purpose. Step by step, divide and conquer, the two-class system, the lies, the lack of clarity, continuously moving the goalposts, um, continuously saying one thing and then flip-flopping the very next week. All of it done on purpose. Okay, Manitoba, the the, the infighting between Manitobans, all done on purpose. Okay, Manitoba, vote accordingly come September 20th and come October 30th. We, we have an opportunity to make some big changes here in Manitoba and in Canada. So like I said, vote accordingly. But Manitoba, that is going to do it for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in to another show. I really do appreciate it. Like, share, subscribe, do all that good stuff that helps out the show. I can't stress enough. If you did enjoy it, share it. It truly does help. So thank you so much. You can follow me on Twitter at MBFreeThinker. Email is mbfreethinker at gmail.com. Facebook is Manitoba Freethinker. Same with YouTube. But I don't usually upload all the episodes to YouTube. I'm on most podcast platforms. But if you can't find me, go to my website at mbfreethinker.wordpress.com. And you can get the links to all my latest episodes there. I love you guys so much. And I will catch you guys in a couple days. Bye.